Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I just wanted to say that this podcast we had to do over Skype. Some of the audio is not as crisp as I would like it to be due to some technical difficulties. I did the best I could in editing to smooth these out. However, some spots, the audio is still kind of rough. However, I had a very special guest star on this podcast, and I wanted to make sure that it got out to you. Please uh, bear with the audio and enjoy this special episode of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Take it away, me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dan Aykroyd uh, Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I have a very special guest star on this episode, Miss Alicia Quacker. Hi. Yes, we're talking about the movie, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Scott, what did you think of this cinematic masterpiece? It won an Oscar. I also got nominated for like 17 Razzies, which yes. is amazing because it had like seven categories. This might be one of the worst things ever. This was just awful thing to watch. But you know what? They honestly, they did so many strides with gay rights with this movie. <laughs> yes, for getting it out there. For, for straight men <laughs> pretending to be gay to help the gay rights. Which straight men never, ever, ever do in comedy. Like, that literally was the first time ever gay was mentioned in a movie. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them looking out. I want to make gay jokes about David Spade because that's literally what so much of his comedy is based around. But um, this movie just trampled them in the dirt, and now I don't feel comfortable giving one ever again. This movie, I I was going to ask you, it offends women, and it offends gay men, and it offends comedians. Because Asian people, it offends Canadians. I would feel offended as a Canadian. This movie is just not funny. There's. Did you laugh once during this movie? When Adam Sandler made a joke about being a playboy, I don't know, because in all of his other movies, you know how he jokes about how he's never able to... No, 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 I'm sorry. He jokes about being a playboy all the time, but then there's all these jokes about how he's able to get women. I feel like that lands so much more... <sighs> yeah, he's not an unattractive man but he's not a man that women are throwing themselves at. The interesting thing is, I'm actually way more attracted to Kevin James. But Kevin James is like, he's like a part of him, especially in the movie that's like sweet, and he's like, but Adam Sandler is such an unlikable goddamn character in this in this movie. Kevin really James, different. he's widowed, and he has two children. He doesn't have any benefits, so if something happens to him, there's nobody to take care of him, and he's a fireman. Him and Adam Sandler are firemen. So if he dies in a fire, there'll be nobody to take care of kids. So he wants to, quote unquote, marry Adam Sandler so he will take care of his... But Adam Sandler's a firefighter too! I didn't think about that. That is, that is a good... Because I actually really like the plot, but they're here right there about fire. Like, what if they die in the same fire? Ex- they just- Which they almost did in this movie. That's true. That was actually... You know what? That was probably the best... No, that was still lazy. That was still lazy, though. I try, I'm trying to like this movie. I really am. I really try to like any part of this movie. I'm trying so hard. There's no strong, good female character in this movie. There's there's uh, some in Adam Sandler movies, but I think I think Adam loves being the... It's so interesting. I want to write I want to write a book on him. Like, he loves being the center of attention. He loves being the number one right person. So it's kind of hard to have a well-fledger when all the good lines are given to one person. Also... Can you imagine being a comedian, like relatively well-known, another comedian 
gets you in the movie and you don't get to say any funny lines at all and he just like does bits after bits after bits that apparently were good when he did stand up and now he's just shoving them into a movie because there's one scene where Adam Sandler he meets this doctor and he starts calling her honey and he's he's very degrading to her offended at first and then it turns out that she's one of the women in this orgy this strong female character they just make her into a floozy like that. Oh, like a sarcastic bitch should be a strong female character. Like, even when she's pushing him off, she isn't really fleshed out. She's still just an obstacle for him. Like, there's no, like, you barely even know, like, any other part of her name. You don't know, like, anything about, like, she's not even, you can't be a fucking floozy and, like, a, like a whore and all that stuff. And that's interesting. That's a strong, like, that's a well-written female character. But there really isn't even the girl he gets with. There's so little about her as a character she feels more like a she feels almost like a prop and uh, what is it jessica beale this was Sorry. one of her last big time movies sort of fell off the map after this oh yeah you're right oh my god this movie has a curse attached to it yeah but she's play she played she's this lawyer but i thought she played it like a 13 year old girl she's yeah, like she did. She oh did. my god i need a foot rub and oh my god you you're so you're, you're such a good person it's like that's a lot of female characters in Adam Sandler movies, though. Which is very interesting, because you can see when his influence starts creeping up. And not to say he's not a great comedian, but they need to start chopping it up to where he kind of, like, you know, they're like, Adam, hey, you can have, like, 13 really good lines. You cannot have 300. Like, we gotta give some other, we gotta give some other personality and character to other people. Even Kevin James. And can he get any good ones in? I want to see the filming process for this because he had so many good lines. Like, what was the screenwriter trying to know the purpose of this movie? Like, I want to know the, I want to know all the little stuff about it because it's so weird that he got he gets. I want to, I want to chop it up speaking time during the during the movie. That just reminds me of a story out of the movie The Towering Inferno. Ah, uh, sounds familiar though. What's it about? It's about a building that catches on fire, and it stars. <laughs> Paul Newman and Steve McQueen. And Paul Newman had four more lines than Steve McQueen. So he had the writers go back and put four more lines in for him so they had the same amount of lines. Damn, that is some petty-ass shit. Yeah. He, he had a lot of lines, but none of them were funny. Yeah. He, it's so, okay, a lot of them sound like the beginning of bits, but he never quite finished it. So he just used it as a like retaliation line instead and just moved on. Like it, like there was um, one about how, oh yeah, well, like the first thing of the movie is he slept with his girlfriend's sister, and like, and that yeah. sounds like, and that's not, well, that sounds like an old bit in itself. You know, how did I know it was you? How do I know it wasn't you? Your sister. That that's just an old joke premise right there. The first joke of the movie. Why do they all act the same? Have you noticed that? Like, the, okay. Those two girls that made out, which, I mean, I'm gay, like, guys. Those two girls that made out, and then, like, later with the lawyer, the girls that came out of the room, they all, like, kind of talked the same. Have you noticed that? Like, they're kind of, like, air, air-heady. Not that women don't, they, some women don't actually talk like that, but they all talk like that, which is so interesting. Even Jessica Biel, who's supposed to be yeah. the, the, the one. She's so, like, she talks airheady and... She does. Yeah. I would not... Would you believe her as a lawyer? Did you believe her as a lawyer in this movie? 
No, I forgot she was. I thought she just had a gay brother. That was a brother, right? That was uh. Nick Swanson. Nick. Yeah. Have you seen it? Have you seen his stuff? It's actually not bad. No. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. For being shit on in every Adam Sandler movie, which is so interesting, he actually is like has some pretty good comedy. Like his, I, I watched one of his full length ones, and I was expecting it to be trash from how often he's shit on in like every movie he does. But why is it pretty funny? Well, then we have Ving Rhames. He starts off the movie in the closet. He's when he starts off the movie in the closet. He's a strong, he's a strong guff guy. But then when he comes out of the closet, he adopts the quote unquote gay characteristics. Why couldn't he come out of the closet and still be a tough, yeah. a tough rough guy? You know the personality. You can you can be a man and you can be gay. You don't have to frill it up when you're gay as a man. Yeah, I know. I know plenty of very very masculine people that are super super gay <laughs> but also like the gay stereotypes that they use ain't even like a fun gay personality like i dislike every gay character every gay character i was like it felt like i was watching one of those um those gay makeup artists and they do their i was like oh my god let's just look back to the other person i, I can't listen to this i can't they were interesting people <laughs> there and i i know plenty of interesting gay people but i was like Oh my god, there's nothing, there's nothing else, there's nothing. I can't, I can't, I can't do this, you don't have a personality, I can't, I can't watch this, I can't do it. I, why did he, yeah. why did he make this movie? Because this is 2007, yeah. so this is well past the making fun of gay people is still acceptable and still funny. This is way past I, that point. Do you think this is a soapbox? I don't think, I think he was, okay, here's what, here's, I've got a theory about this. I think he made this movie to show that he's past some of his like problematic stuff i think he showed to appeal to a different type of audience to appeal to people who weren't really super comfortable with gay people a bare minimum and it's not anything new and it's not interesting so it doesn't achieve anything that i'm set out to achieve plus it's too soapboxy like if we actually made a movie about this that show would be funny as hell it could it be, be a funny movie. yeah it could be like I could i'm just write that like, not, not me personally, but you know what I mean. Like, that, that's such a funny premise. Why is it so bad? I don't know. Were any of the writers gay? Were any of the... No. No, they couldn't have been. Was there any... <laughs> was there... this? I, I know this... Was there a gay consultant on there? Like, this is not how gay people... Not that all gay people are the same, but it's just the same as white man writing a black character. It's the same. It, you're, you're not going to get the full gist of the experience. Fun fact. The guy who made up with this idea tried to make this film since 1999. Well, it does make more right. sense that this was kicking like, around for eight years. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it was in development hell for so long. And it is by a straight guy. Which is like, I get that you want to talk about other people's stuff, but like, you know what? I know this is a very silly premise, but damn, it really could have been good. And it could have been good with Adam Sandler. It's just the writing is crap. It's very simple. Simple is fine if it's funny. Uh, you, it's not funny. I, I've said this before. I'm a huge Ernest P. Worrell fan, and his movies are the simple slapstick, or the Three Stooges. They're the simple oh, yeah. slash slapstick. Oh, yeah, this is fantastic. And they've also you can you can cure somebody from being a bigot just by talking. That's not how that works either. It could be silly, but it's so so boxy that it's just not. It lost its appeal. It's lost its community. I mean, people who. People who are bigots, that's ingrained in their yeah. in their psyche. You know, one speech, it's just like, well, we were I was wrong. 
I mean, that could set them up to be a better person. You're not gonna, you're not gonna flip overnight. <laughs> I think he's not really. I think he's also not just talking to bigots. I feel like he is talking to marginalized people because. So let's say you're working at a job and you are gay, and all you find out all these coworkers that you love write a petition to get you fired just because you're gay, and you're like, no, they're not bad people. They're just confused. Like that's such a weird angle that he took that. All my friends that I did all this stuff with made a petition to get me like fired or moved out of the just because I was gay. Dude, I'd be heartbroken. But Adam was like, no, it's okay. You know, these people, I think he was also talking to gay people. He was like, y'all have to be patient. You know, these people will change. But that's so exhausting. Like that's such an exhausting viewpoint to have in a movie. And also he's not in the movie. He's not gay. At any given moment, he could just be like, I was, it was a joke. We were doing this because of this. We're not gay. So he, that's a good, he you sort of has an out. He's not really gay. Um, yeah, you don't have any. That is a very straight man way to look at it. The way he's looking at it, like he don't have any repercussions. But like that's such an interesting. I don't know. I think he's also talking to gay people with this movie. And the funny thing is, I think he's also too so boxy for that to even appeal to gay people with this hilarious. Any person they try to appeal with this movie is not gonna. Be you think he's trying to expand his audience? Yes, I, I think that's what this movie is. But like, okay. I mean, you've seen Fifty First. I know more queers that love that movie, that adore that movie, than I know straight people that enjoy that movie. Well, it's a it's a romance, and whether you're straight, whether you're straight or gay, you you mo a lot of people love a good romantic. There's no romance in this movie. Well, it's also a well fleshed out story. That First Dates is a fantastically like it's hilarious. It's a great, great movie. This any of the heart, any of the laughter, like there's just. This feels very. Also, it feels kind of rushed. It's like it felt like they were like one take. Let's go. The movie making and the jokes it themselves are lazy. Some of the first jokes are, he has sex with twins. We have a misogynistic joke. Then the then the fat guy in the fire. So they do a fat joke. Then we have an unfunny fart joke. It wasn't executed well. It just I don't know. That I hope I don't make something like this. It's not entertaining. That just sounds sad. This movie was just not entertaining. It wasn't... And this was... A, was this rated R or PG? No, I think it was PG-13. PG-13. If you're going to do this, you know, do it R and make it a, a big, uh, you know, a rated R comedy if you're going to... Dude, this could have been so good. This could have been... Like, the premise could have been so good. I'm bummed. I'm bummed by how... Like, they literally just throw this they were like whatever throw it together it doesn't matter they, they'll, they'll like it this movie made 185 million dollars god it did it oh my god we gotta start making movies yeah Grace Scott and how much was the budget do you have that there I do how much was the budget was 85 million you oh. made 100 okay so this this movie was a success it was a success well not really it was a success. So this movie, let's just say it's around $90 million. Yeah. What in this movie cost $90 million? We have that building fire at the beginning of the movie. There's no special effects. There's oh, no stunts. There's Wait, no... this $90 million? This $90 million movie looks like it was made... It could have been made for 15 or... Yeah, I didn't even think. Of, I didn't even think about how much that was. Okay, it's three dudes that wrote it. 
All right. Okay. Okay. One of the writers actually wrote The Descendants, Nebraska Election. Dang. Actually, okay. His actually stuff is good. What happened? I think this is the decline of Adam Sandler. I think this is where his movies start getting lazier and lazier and lazier. Yeah. Grown Ups. Uh, Grown Ups was okay. Grown Ups 2 was awful. Um, but also, I feel like Grown Ups was something that was started that they wanted to do since 1992, which was obvious. Did you see the new uh, thing he came out with SNL? I haven't. It's with Pete Davidson. It's not very good. The best thing he's done lately is that tribute to Chris Farley. All that that was that was lazy. actually okay. Chris Farley, I my one of my whole goals with stand up comedy was that I wanted to meet him, and then I found out he passed away. And make. Make no doubt about it. If Chris Farley was alive, he was movie and not Kevin James. That is 100% correct. Actually, yeah, you know what? Okay, this was 1999. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Can you imagine being like a dude and knowing that you're the replacement for one of their best friends? Dan Aykroyd wrote Ghostbusters really? for John Belushi. Bill Murray had to step in. No way! Yeah, that's what happened. What? Yep. That's what made... Besides... Uh, besides no, what was the other one before that? But, like, oh, my God. That's what put him on a bigger map. That's what, oh, that's, oh, my God. I feel really bad for Kevin James throughout this whole thing. I don't, because I've heard he's an asshole in real life. No way. Yeah. you got to be, that's so, I heard Adam Sandler's actually really nice in real life. I've heard, I have heard Adam Sandler is really nice. But I've also heard that Kevin James is a jerk. Okay, heard Adam Sandler, very nice, and he's like, he's always like, yeah, sure, we can take photos. Spade is on and off. Like, sometimes he's super nice, and other times he's like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Wild that Kevin James is an asshole. Dude, what? <laughs> let's get back in the movie. Okay. There's nothing here. There's yeah. nothing meaty about it. It's, oh, let's, well, how about this? One of Kevin James's kids, his son, he's in the theater. He's not in the sports. Kevin James is not happy about this. He is a shitty dad because he's not encouraging his son because it's not what he wants to do. And once again, it's a, he thinks, well, he's in theater. He's obviously gay, you know, which, which is not true. It's just, that's just not true. But he's got these stereotypical thoughts that he's passing down to not, you know, not blatantly, but passive aggressively. It's like, you know, we don't use... We don't use the word fabulous at the dinner table and, and stuff like that. It's so weird that, like, imagine being a little kid in theater and watching this. Because you know what? In this movie, definitely did theater. So, like, that's such a weird, that's such a weird hill to be on. Yeah. Know? Poor Dan Aykroyd. I feel, do they, do they just, I feel so bad for him because I feel like he's so much more to, God. He does have a lot to offer. He has one of the few memorable scenes in this movie. He does, he does. Especially the part where, the parts he sat them down and he was like, look, I don't care what y'all do in the bedroom, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like, that was, I, like, it was like parent caught the kids and he was like, I don't care, I don't care, I just want you to do your work. Like, that was just, that was so funny. Gentlemen, I have a very simple philosophy. What you shove up your ass is your own business. Captain. Shut up. Now, it's not my style to get involved in the personal lives of my firemen. And if sometimes I've given you the impression that I'm your friend, I apologize. Look, you have any idea the stress an administrative position entails? I've already got a prostate the size of a cantaloupe, and now, thanks to you two bozos, I've got the pension department pissing up my chimney. Not to mention every flaming fruit bat south of Poughkeepsie that wants to come down here to our house and slide up and down our pole. He also shows 
that he's a bigger person because when he gets the petition to transfer them out because he doesn't do it, even though he knows they're not gay, it would have made his life easier if he just transferred them out. Then he's they're out yeah. of his hair. He doesn't do that. He does he does stand behind them. Be like, what was your most hated character? And I would say he's probably my least hated character. We don't grade it on which character you liked. It's which character you hated the least. Listen, at the end, like every every person, I was like, this is the most annoying thing. But Dan Aykroyd, I was like, you know what? Okay. But but here's the thing too. Dan Aykroyd calls them out. They're having this hearing to prove that they're gay. Yeah. It looks like they pulled it off. And then yeah. Dan Aykroyd comes in and says, they're not gay. Why wait till they pulled it off? Some cops do be like that, though, on the regular. They're like, they're like, y'all have a good time. Let's don't need this to happen. <laughs> the costumes for this are garbage. Did you say the costumes are horrible? All of them, especially the damn gay party. Everyone looks bad. There should have been a lot more sucking and fucking. But also, David Spade could have looked really cute in a better outfit. And the fact that they, the costume designer did not do that is disappointing. I know, I know other people that are gay and that they love dressing up in drag and they have full-on beards and that it's fine, they can rock that. But it, it just looked, he just didn't look comfortable. The costumes at that gay party and just were not flat. It's fine, just put them in, whatever. We, we got we to do this take in like 20 minutes, let's go. So going back to that, it was rushed. It was just, this is, once again, so this is coming, as we said before, this is coming from an angle of a non-gay writers. This is not how this would look in just, real life. Even the costume designers, even the—I mean, just it felt very sloppy. Now, do you feel? What do you think? What do you think of the grandma, uh, Kevin James' uh, mom? Uh, well, that was the housekeeper, not his mom. Oh, the housekeeper. Sorry, the housekeeper. That's right. Once again, it's a—it's a lazy, stereotypical. I'm the housekeeper that doesn't do housework. It, we've seen it a million times. And I knew I knew the minute that Adam Sandler moved in that he was going to have sex with her. You can see the jokes coming a million miles away. You can, especially the fat jokes in Kevin James, which are not—they're not funny. They don't. Well, oh, we've gotten we've gotten it. First three. We got yes, we we've yeah. Paul Blart, you're a fat guy. Now here's okay. He's trying to find out. He's in a high risk job. He's worried about his kids. He's going to die on the job. And while he's looking at this paperwork, eating frosting out of a cup, yeah. that's just, it's not just as bad, but you're obviously not looking out for the wealth of your children, eating a whole tub of frosting, thus you're not thinking of your children. It's one aspect of lazy writing. It's, but he doesn't worry that he's fat and he might get diabetes or heart disease because of his obesity, which is just as much... You know, that should be just as much on his mind as as it is injured and losing his kids. It's not a well-thought-out plan if, yeah. it, if it was I a real plan. I hated what she brought because she didn't really bring anything. So I hated the lawyer. I hated the stupid situations that Adam Sandler got himself into. Because if my buddy, under any circumstances, wanted to, like, get, we wanted to get married just to be able to, like, like protect them. But why would I be out doing silly Silly stuff. That doesn't... Also, did they really have a person to make sure that people were gay? Because, okay, so here, here's the other thing I want to talk about. There's a huge... Okay, so sometimes I get told that I can't get booked for a certain thing because I'm gay. So, why would you pretend to be gay 
I don't, I don't understand them getting, like, why would they have a social, or what was the guy, the social worker, the guy that was seeing the claims for the, the insurance claim agent guy? Oh, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Why would they have a whole, okay, person seeing if they're gay rather than seeing if they're married? Like, that part didn't make sense to me, because actually pretending to be gay and getting married, something like that, happens very, very, not, I mean, lesbians get married really fast, but that's, like, beyond the point, but, like, that doesn't happen a lot, so... The whole insurance agent trying to see if they're actually gay was such a weird... It didn't make any sense about them being married. Like, there's so many different angles they could have gone with this. So many more interesting new angles they could have gone with this. Then, of course, we go... You know, And then, of course, there's the mailman who's hitting on Kevin James. That actually made me laugh, because Kevin James... Okay, for an asshole in real life, I'm sorry, but he is definitely a gay daddy. Like, he's a total bear. <laughs> He would have, no, like, okay, Adam Sandler and Kevin James would have been, if Kevin James was gay, he would literally be a gay icon right now. Like, he just, he has, he has that really nice body for it. Like, he has, like, the hair, like, he just, he just looks cuddleable. Like, he, a gay icon instantly. It's so sad. He's such an asshole and strange. Well, he so much money. speaking of gay icons, they actually become gay icons in the movie. Do you think that would yeah. really happen in real life? love straight people but like straight people that offer more to the community i can't imagine like okay gay little kids and gay 20 year olds love some superstars like Nicki minaj has such young gay people that will do anything for her but that's because she's interesting and she's given parts of herself to the online thing to connect with because they're so growing their identity these guys offer nothing why are gay people just lining up on this like that's so weird if they i guess if they had like a blog about it i could see them getting clout from the gay community about it but just this little thing about being with no other information like that just doesn't sound realistic and when they're going in to prove that they're gay there's a ton of people or why why was there so many people is this was that newsworthy or people, was this the biggest thing on the, in New York at that time that these two guys were, why was that such a big deal? That didn't make any sense. I do like, I, I do think the idea, I think that would be an interesting angle for a movie because there's been a couple of cases now that we have social media where straight people will get prominence online and they are surprised by the amount of gay people that came for them. It happens because when you put yourself online, like I, there's other people that will instantly flock to it. And a lot of times it's, it's either young gay people that are trying to come into their identity. So they look at someone that's growing and they like get attached to that. And that would be such an interesting angle for this movie to become accidental gay activists. But that's not the angle. They're becoming more... It's like it's like a jerk-off scene. It's like they're jerking themselves off. Actually, that's very what you just said about them being accidental gay icons. Very uh, cool way to go with this movie. If you are an accidental and you do something wrong, there are horrible repercussions. Like, it's so, except for, I don't know, there's less for white people, but it's so interesting seeing the scope of gay, that gay audiences have for straight people, which is fascinating. I could write, like, Ariana Grande. Do you know that a huge percentage of her sales literally come from young gay people? Because they love her. Lizzo love her. Like, there's so many... Interest in Nicki Minaj. Uh, there's so many interesting stars where they just glom onto. That would be an interesting movie. I would watch that. I think any movie would have been interest, uh, more interesting. <laughs> uh, quite honestly, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's um, just not. Uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. For all of its bad 
plot, and we could talk about that all the, all day. But at the bottom line, it's just not funny. It's just not funny. It's not funny. Uh, let me run a premise by you. Chris Farley, Adam Sandler become accidental gay activists when they have to fake marry each other. Doesn't that sound like a good fucking? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. But I think the, the reason this movie doesn't work with them as activists, as I said before, think they're yeah. kind of homophobic. So it, it, maybe if they were behind gay rights from the beginning and they became an actual... Well, I, I disagree with that. There's some straight people that have gotten gay people clout that hate gay people. Really? Oh, yeah, it happens all the time because gay... Okay, so gay people will literally buy your stuff and love your stuff, which is... I love my community, but, like, you know, you got to pay attention to more what you what you buy without looking at who they harm. Which happens all the time. There's so many minor celebrities that have literally gotten their as gay audiences love them. Yeah, and when all these gay people are, you know, are cheering them on, they don't really know anything about them. Oh, the only they thing don't, and that happens. But there's too, and that's too unrealistic for as big of an audience so fast in New York City. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the only thing they know at this point is they pretended to be gay. They don't yeah. know what kind of people they are, but yeah. now all of a sudden they're icons. I would, I would rather see a movie focused on that. I feel like they did too little with this movie because that would have been such an interesting fucking angle. That would have been so. That would have been like I'd love to see it. I'd love. I think that'd be a really funny movie of a person who's really homophobic becoming an accidental gay icon, and it would be hilarious to watch because there's so many, there's so many straight people that just are uncomfortable with gay people. And this was a, a, a unfunny running gag. Is they always had to gay it up, gay up our relationship. We got to gay up our house. Just because if two two men living together who are gay can like sports, what is what is gay? You know what I'm saying? If, if two people are gay and they love each other, what's in their garbage doesn't matter. It they're not gonna. Yeah. That just that was just it we was have very to gay. Lazy, and I was trying to figure out who are you trying to make laugh with that? You know? Yeah. Who are you trying to entertain with that? I think they were. Tr I think they were just entertaining themselves. At this point, I think Adam Sandler was just like, hey, I'm going to hold two uh, two lemons and a cucumber and make a penis. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I laughed. Uh, yeah. I think this is a very self-gratifying movie. This uh, is a jerky myself off kind of movie. That's a, that's a very good way of putting it. I think it was... I think Adam Sandler is patting himself on the back. It's like, not only am I funny, but I'm helping I'm helping the gay community. Yeah. I'm I a, feel like yeah, everyone in part of that movie. I don't know. I want to know if actual gay people were part of it. I want to know who sold out their community to work on this project. I want to know how many gay people saw this movie. That's a good question. There were lots of... There's a, okay, so there is a there is a demographic of gay... There's a, actually a relatively graphic of gay Republican men who I could have seen have enjoyed this movie. Okay, so there's gay men that hate anything feminine. And they, they hate feminine men so much. Like, they're... It's so crazy, and a lot of times, like, back then, they used to, like, murder feminine men because they couldn't handle their own homosexuality, but, like, I feel like they would really enjoy this movie. <laughs> if you want to beat up a man for wearing lipstick, you will love this movie. You will, uh, you'll be like, you'll be like, yes, yeah, I hate me. Like, I, like, yes. Me? I can change anyone's minds, and I feel like it was meant to, you know? I think this movie changed a lot of people's minds that Adam Sandler's not funny. I think this movie did a lot of damage. Between this and Jack and yeah. Jill, oh, man. Oh, God, this came out at the same time? When did this come out? 2000... This came out in 2000, 2007. So, 
Bedtime Stories came right after this. That was okay. That was a wow. There are not good movies. There's five okay movies for that. Yeah, Jack and Jill came up in 2011, so it was. That's so bad. I That's think so this bad. was the decline. I think why he did what Uncut Diamonds, which I hadn't seen, but it's supposed to be pretty good at drama. Yeah, yeah. He got. Uh, did he get an Oscar for it? I don't. I don't know about that. But he got no, he didn't get nominated for. There was there was talks of him being uh, snubbed. Again. That's why. Yeah, I could see that him being. That's why he picked it. But like, why would you even accept this role? It just doesn't. I can't imagine this role seem, seeming good on paper. Here's you know? here's the deal. First of all, he's got more money than God. And, that is true. That is entirely facts. And he said, here's a bunch of money. Let's get your friends together. We're going to put this movie together. You know, you're going to make another 50 to $100 million. God, Done. Yeah. Okay, so they had to have shot this. They could have shot this so fast. There's not, it's not a thing in this movie that I can see of taking long lines and like the feeling and the touch of the movie to be able to do multiple takes. They also had the uh, the stereotypical scene where they start yelling at each other. So everybody thinks the, the two guys who are friends are now, since they're married, they're now arguing like a married couple. That's been done to death before and after. There was, you know what? I'm glad. Maybe this movie, maybe some screenwriters saw this movie and went, oh, God, that script that I came up with, I can throw in the trash. Like, I can't do something like this. Uh, that's about it. I because yeah, I will. You said you'd watch this movie again for shits and giggles. Yeah, I would watch it if someone else wanted to watch it, and we were both gay, and we were just trying to not think for an hour. Yeah. In this movie, it's almost two hours long. Why is this movie what? so long? It's almost. I must have liked out parts of it. That's. Oh my it's God. a. I, I think it's an hour and fifty-five minutes long. I would watch before the court scene because I, I can't get through that again, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's just that was just melodramatic crap. You know, oh, let's put in the let's talk about his dead wife. Let's talk about it was just so over the top. I can't I can't do that court scene. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is honestly they they need at conversion camps they need to put that that scene and they'll be like wow this is what being approval of gay people is like i can't do it i'm gonna become home that scene made me homophobic that scene made me dislike gay people <laughs> yeah tell us what you think of this movie and people will be like wow what do you think of i now pronounce you chuck larry and i'll be like <laughs> you know i'm a huge adam sandler fan and for some weird reason i haven't seen that movie yet they'll be like oh you're gay you should watch it i'm like <laughs> no and isn't that yeah. insulting too well you're gay you should watch this movie it's i get that a lot a lot how about this is a good movie? You should watch it. Oh, I, I don't get They're like, hey, you're a lady. Have you ever thought about watching something with a lady in it? I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't watch Lifetime movies. It's, it's triggering for me. So I think we can both agree that this movie is totally, totally awful. Unfortunately. And it's not awful yeah. in a good way. It's, it's, it's not like a not, bad. It's uh, almost two hours of no laughs. The worst part about it, it could have been good. That's the worst part about it. The worst part. It could have been really good. Yeah. That's what's disappointing the most. Oh, right here. I'm sad about this. You're sad. I think most people were sad. Uh, but I also, but it also proves what a big star Adam Sandler is. Because true. I think Adam Sandler has, he has those type of fans 
Well, they'll, they'll watch anything that he does and really not. They don't care. They don't care. <gasps> oh, my God. Some people. I wonder. Yeah. What were the DVD sales of this? Oh, I don't want to look it up. I'm looking it up, but I'm sad about it. Oh, my God. People own this in their house. Uh, yeah. I was honestly homophobic throughout most of this movie. And I'll have you know that I've changed my stance on a lot of gay people to marry. <laughs> What do you want to plug? What do you want me to... Where can oh, people find you? God, I am on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on TikTok now, which actually has 40,000 followers, which is so cool. I'm on uh, uh, Amino, Twitch, all that garbage stuff. But I'm also hopefully going to be on this uh, podcast again because we should really do the Archer episode. Okay, we will definitely do that. And I will get... I'll get all your information, and I'm going to put all, all your information in the... Uh, in the description of this podcast. She's a very, very funny stand-up comic. We have worked together. We worked on a show produced yeah. by Meredith Nudo, who on my Ghostbusters 2 podcast. She is... Oh, did you hear about her short story that's coming out? Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so proud of her. I like how we're plugging in her stuff. We're like, yeah, Meredith. Oh, my gosh. So that is it. Uh, I want to thank, thank everybody so for much. listening. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to my Patreon page, patreon.com, backslash Scott White. Please visit Alicia's, all of her, follow her on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all that. You're not going to find the funnier person out there. Thanks so much for having me on this podcast. This was really fun. And I got to watch a horrible movie. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye, Sugarplum. Universal Pictures cordially invites you to a comedy. Thanks to you, I can't get close to her. I can't even have freaking fun with her. Why can't you have fun with me? You're smothering me, man. I can't freaking breathe. Because you're afraid of feeling trapped. That's what happens when you get married. Badass, we're not really married. About true romance. That's not a pillowcase, it's my underwear, you idiot. In the faking. Oh. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and Jessica Biel. What are you doing there? I'm so Greatest body I've ever seen, besides Larry's. Well, he's a real, by the way. Feel. Oh, Yucky. <laughs> I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You are a lousy best friend and a stupid ugly husband. For the record, every time I laughed at one of your jokes, I was faking it. You're a monster! Humphrey, we're leaving. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer!